It is Friday the 29th of January 2016 and this is episode 269 of Digital Outbox. Hello, welcome to another episode. I am Chris, uh, and Ian is here as well. Evening, Chris. And we've got some news to tell you. We have. Tech news of the week, that's what the podcast's about. There's nothing else, there's no other special <laughs> news. Um, oh no, I got a kettle this week, and it boils my single cup of tea, and well, it boils the water, in like under 30 seconds. It's a revelation. Who knew how much time I was wasting before? But does that not cost more electricity in here? Probably. <laughs> Probably, but the time is it the size saved of one is... cup. No, no, no. As in, I just put, if you only put one cup in there, it like boils and it's just like that. It's brilliant. It's, I'm in. I'm in. I'm happy mode. Anyway, that's really not very exciting news. Let's get on to the actual news. Um, Google um, supposedly paid Apple some money to make sure that they were the default en- uh, search engine on their iOS devices. So, at some point, there's been discussions going on between the two firms about. Um, making sure that Google can remain the default search. Uh, and there are kind of rumours around the figures um, because uh, basically in a court case, uh, a percentage came out that that um, of how much <laughs> Apple was in, in Google's pro- um, pockets. Yes. So Oracle are, are basically suing Google um, because um, Oracle reckon that um, when they acquired Sun, they acquired Java, and, and Google's, Google's Android is basically all all, all built on that. Um, and what's come out is that seemingly they've paid $1 billion well, in did, They're not sure which... They, they said there was a figure of 34%, but they weren't sure which way round that was, whether that was Google giving Apple 34% of revenues or whether Apple were um, taking um, nearly all of it and Google were keeping 34% of revenues. Yeah, it's it's it, it seems to become widely accepted that this is pretty much fact. But the, there's this there's this one billion figure this came out about a week ago, mm. um, and and there was a couple other things that came out. Seemingly, Android generate has generated thirty one billion in annual revenue to date, and twenty two billion of that is profit. Wow, that's the big figures of of pure profit there. And and I guess that the, in some ways, I think Oracle are obviously trying to say they're they've been. Swindled out of a lot of money, yeah. Done, so that's why they're doing it. At the same time, it's also forcing Google to seemingly try and um, build a different Java and kind of rip it out of Android's guts. I think the because the court case is all based around did Google use some of Oracle's own APIs um, rather than writing their own. I think that's that was the that was the uh, the unknown. Um, and it was fine under Sun Systems, but as soon as Oracle bought them, um, they they kicked up a fuss. Um, but nevertheless, uh, the Google and Apple are trying to redact this figure, so they're obviously worried that it's in the in the public domain. And and quite right too, if you're if you're a Microsoft Bing, and there's competition issues surely here of two companies colluding on on a monetary basis to stifle out the opposition. Got a big problem. It's good. The other bit, Apple. Apple. The last six months have been doing this kind of like we value your privacy. We value that you don't. We don't sell your data. Um, you do. Well, they're, because... they're, yeah, you know, 
you, you do. You're making money off my data because you've you've switched. Google is still the default engine. If you were that, see if you were that concerned about it, you'd kick them off. You'd say, "Go away, Google." Yeah, yeah. I don't know quite how I feel about it yet. Anyway, um, Google have also agreed to pay the UK taxpayer back 130 million over the, from the last 10 years of not paying any tax. Um, which most people have pointed out <laughs> equates to a fairly low percentage of corporate tax, like two percent of corporate tax. Ooh. Exactly. Uh, uh, and but with the promise that in future they will pay more tax. Yay. Yeah. Uh, it's, this is a mess. Yes. This is a mess. And um, it's quite interesting that, that they've been negotiating for so long. Um, they've come up with this figure. I, I guess I guess Osborne and Conservatives thought this was really good and they've rounded on Labour all weeks by saying, well, at least it's better than the nothing that you got out of them, um, which, which is true. Um, but it looks like other European countries have had far better deals. <laughs> which won't go down well in the... Yes, okay. So... Uh, again, this it passes my channel. Uh, sorry, Radio Four barometer because it's it's it was on their news, so it must be it must be uh, day you know just important news for everyone. Um, but yes, it's an easy thing for people to pick up on because this big corporations not paying tax and isn't it disappointing? But as Google point out, they're just doing you know they're just complying with laws laws that cannot keep up with international business, global business as it now you know as it now is. Um, so they didn't do physically anything wrong, um, but nevertheless, it's, it does stink that they make so much money and don't contribute back. Yes, and I guess it's also, I mean, there must be something. Something needs to be done about the other ones as well. Facebook makes a lot of money, but paid you know four thousand pound in tax. Mm. Um, Amazon, you know, makes lots of money and pays very little. Apple makes lots of money and pays very little. But it's just that say. Governments don't actually work in the global, <laughs> in no. the global, you know, market. So that's that's the problem they've got to figure out, and and uh, and somehow I guess they will work that through. But the the alternative is losing a Google to UK, um, which they don't want to see either because that could be catastrophic for the UK market. And I mean, some of the figures, I mean, just right at the bottom of the article, in 2012, they paid 11.6 million in tax to Treasury. It generated three point four billion pounds worth of business in the UK. Mm. I mean, that's it's phenomenal. So that we will see laws change and we will see more pressure. Um, but nevertheless, it's not. You know, it's just the, the fact that we cannot fit this global model into our um, regional politics. Unfortunately, um, there's been an AI challenge going on. Did you know this? Um, I didn't. But the ancient but board is... game, ancient Chinese board game called Go. Have you ever played Go? I've not. No, I've have not you? Either. No. <laughs> but how, apparently how, there's been a big uh, thing going on because AI can't or hasn't traditionally been able to solve this board game and beat humans reliably because it, it relies, some sort of fuzz, relies on some fuzzy logic. Uh, and because there's so many different uh, permutations that, that can happen on each go, a computer just doesn't have the computing power to work it all through like it does with a game of chess. So in chess, they, had, they can work it to the nth degree and figure out I'm either going to win or draw one of the two. Um, but this one they can't. So they've been trying to figure it out for a while now, and and they've struggled. But they, someone has succeeded. Yeah, and this this was total um, this was total dick waving because uh, <laughs> because Zuckerberg and Facebook had, had just come out earlier in the week and said we reckon we're about a year away. It's amazing the progress. I sit near the team. It's amazing that I can go and talk to them and understand what they're doing to improve the AI that we're doing. This is all fantastic. Next day, Google, we've done it. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. 
Um, so their their program, which was based on the the um, they they bought the London firm DeepMind. Yes. So this right. was they they built AlphaGo based on DeepMind. Um, it won five games in a row against the European champion. And they're now going to go against the world champion to test its credential. But it's already beaten uh, any, all other computers as well. Uh, I think 400 times out of 401. So I don't know, they've missed out on one go. They lost. Um, but yeah, so in the 60s, we had the space race <laughs> and they went to the moon. And in in the in the 16s, <laughs> we've, we've got a... A Go game race, and Google won it. Yes, but it just shows you—it shows you where they're, they're all chasing after it. You know, IBM's got Watson still, and it's—it's it's quite impressive what what they're and, doing. In and that just to be clear, they're it's... not trying to just win board games; they're just working out strategies for how do you make something that's more human human logic. Um, I mean, if you look at, I mean, Facebook had that. I mean, they seem to be pulling a whole lot of effort into Messenger, and that being the, you know, you can ask Messenger to do things for you, and it all and reply, and you're like, but. Book the cheapest flights tomorrow to Iceland. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's this time. Is that suit you? No, yeah. it doesn't. Okay, I'll go for this and all that conversational type stuff. That's hard. And when you when you see the transcripts of it, it's spooky. Things are moving faster than we think as well. If you think that Siri and all that has kicked all these kind of conversational type things into action, it won't be long before that that task is passed. I can't remember what it's called. The one where they, you have to computer has to oh, pretend yeah, to yeah, be yeah. human. Basically. Is that test? Can't remember what it's called now. Um. Facebook is introducing its reactions. So this is the extension to uh, the like button. So you don't just have the option to like something now. You also get to love it. You get to ha-ha it. You get to wow it. You get to sad it. Or you get to angry it. Um, still, quite, <laughs> I'd say as far as the full range of human emotion goes, it's still a relatively limited, um, limited thing. I think we should have disappointed. <laughs> Absolutely, because there's no way these reactions would pass the Turing test. There we go. That's what it is. It's the Turing test. Yes. Uh, I, I agree. This is a fairly small change, but then in the grand scheme of Facebook, when when all you can I mean, remember at the start, all you could do was like and poke. I've got to be honest. I've never poked anybody. It just felt wrong. I think but, it, they, um, they they kind of went away from poking. Yes, but but it's been like for ages, and and you still get those. You know, somebody will put up a really sad post, and it's like you can't like it yet. But then lots of people do, you know, because it's a, a sign of support. You know, it's like I, I support you, but but it doesn't feel doesn't doesn't match. No. So yes, you know, not... I'm, I'm dying of cancer. Like, yeah, it's not it's not. So that yeah, and and you know what? And I think users will quite like this, but also the amount the the kind of information that's then available in their graph is is going to be extended by a massive amount. Um, and it also solves some problems, you know, like people accidentally liking. Um, the wrong pages, I guess. You can actually now decide that you can angry, sad, and dislike. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I guess that whole. I'm guessing their their tailoring of your feed is just going to go to a whole new level now, because it's it's no longer just you know like this or hide it. It will be. You and know, you yeah, can this... same with brands, can't you? Brands yep. will know they're positive and negative now. Exactly. So advertising yeah. campaigns will get instant. You know, happy, sad, angry. Do one. Pretty be surprised how many angry there are. Um, Facebook's going to shutter um, part the past development platform. So this is something they bought um, not that long ago in 2013 for 85 million. This was a platform upon which developers could um, sort of hook into and quickly develop applications. Um, I, I don't really remember talking too much about it at the time, but anyway, lo- there's 600,000 odd apps. I sound it. 
Yeah, so so Pars Pars was bought and and I'm trying to remember. I think Twitter was it Twitter did flight or something similar, and you know so they've all I think all the big companies have got these kind of like you know simple to use back end, so you don't need to worry about you know which computer I'm talking to, which server I'm talking to. They'll do all the kind of heavy lifting. I, I, the impact's massive for this. I mean that nobody expected this, although everybody's now saying, "Oh, the writing was on the cards." It's like, well, nobody wrote about it until they actually announced it. Yeah, punters being puntish in yeah, in, you know, so <laughs> with like, hindsight, yeah, yeah, the co-founder read in August. Well, that was obvious where it was going. No, it wasn't. You know, it was. It was not it to was, the person who's still, you know, hooking their systems in currently. And, and so, how many apps are just yeah. going to deprecate now? You know, and and just die because because it's like it's too much work. Uh, uh, you know, as. As the show notes sort of say, this is it, it shakes confidence in in those people as well. It's, it's, it, it, so Facebook, obviously, when they update just their normal APIs, it causes a lot of stink. So at the app level, they're, they're saying they're going to offer some tools to help and um, move this. But but if you've just invested a lot of your company's uh, time and money in in developing for past, then um, you're going to be a bit annoyed. Um, understatement that this has happened. Yeah, absolutely. And also there was that whole, you know, it gave you, you know, a database to store stuff in or store objects in mm-hmm. and, you know, it was platform agnostic and, you know, you could you could write it for iOS and do it for something else, do it for Android, do it for Windows, all the different platforms. And that's, I think this is part of the problem. And there's been a few developers saying, see, this is why you should do the hard work yourself because yes. then, you, then you own it. But it's really difficult if you want to. But, and, and, and it's not really the modern way. Is, is Again, no. you've got to start relying on some services. Otherwise, you spend all the time building the same thing over and over and over again. And you can. It's really difficult to... And expansion. You know, how, and, and yeah. How do, I, how do I replicate a, you know, a Facebook team with 100 of users all, yeah. you know, keep up to date? And it's just like, oh, me. Jack Dorsey has confirmed that there are going to be more Twitter executives leaving the company. So um, it's all kind of unraveled over the past i guess is it five people leaving is it four did i say four um there was four yeah four it all kind of it was a bit weird it broke out last sunday um and it was all it was recodes that was starting to say you know head engineers left and head of you know our vice president hr's left and media persons left and you're like oh did they run or were they pushed yeah and that's so he, you know, so Jack Dorsey is is newly back in charge. He kind of put a thing saying, "Yep, yep, you know, sad to announce these guys are going. I've done done lots of the team and taking us from zero dollars to, you know, some crazy five billion or two billion, you know, run two. rate or something." Um, so it's it's clearly important people, but at the same time that he's now on a bit more of offensive. He's got all the companies together and give them a bit of a rah rah rah. And and I, I guess with Twitter is still a great platform and Dorsey's such a great name, it'll still be able to attract good talent. But Yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to find out whether they did just leave with a vote of no confidence or whether they actually just um they were pushed out. But nevertheless it's all borne by the fact that the or it's all borne out by the fact that the, the, the shareholders are restless and they wanna see how Twitter are going to make them their money uh, and how are they going to defend themselves against these other services that are kind of aggressively marketing the the young market and things like that. Yeah, I mean, their share price jumped up. I think it was 15% because there was rumours going about that um, uh, Murdoch's company was going to invest or potentially buy or do something. Mm-hmm. But then the next day they were like, nope, we're not. And it just all kind of fluffed out again. Um and it's weird. It, I'm starting to see there's almost like a kind of trend at the moment where 
you know, like Walt Mossberg was quite negative about it. You know, it's just too hard to use. You know, they're not going to get more users because it's too hard. Facebook, easy. Twitter, hard. Can you imagine and... what it would be like for users if someone like a Murdoch did, you know, take over or fully invest in it? It's suddenly... Again, they're just forgetting what they are as a service. Um, yeah. You know, it's supposed to be the alternative to the big news networks is Twitter. Yes. Uh, and, you know, they if they sold their soul like that, I think even investors would understand that that's not a good thing. And I think you would, you would, and I know we saw it a couple of years ago, I'm trying to remember the one that I paid money for and you laughed at me and said it would never work. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's enough said about that story. Can't remember was that, their Was it alpha.net? Alpha? No idea. Something like that? I don't know. And... Um, it, the problem is they've, they've got such a big, they've still got a big, um, you know, set of users, and it's hard yeah. to start something like Peach was talked about two weeks ago, and it's just died because it's like they keep they keep emailing me. We've done some more updates. Yeah, done some and more. there was other ones hello. like was it Elo Elo last year was another one, and people were like, oh, "This is quite nice." And this that is was an invite only thing that probably never got past that stage. <laughs> yeah, well, was so often I get an email from them saying, "I know you didn't want emails from us, but we need to tell you about all the updates we've done." <laughs> And it's like, no, but I really told you not to email me. So you really didn't have to tell me about all the updates you've done. Yeah. And I think this is the problem. That it, if it changes radically, I think you'll still see, I still think there's going to be something where there's a whole group of devs will end up doing something that'll be right, almost like back to the original Twitter, really kind of quite small, just sharing Maybe the idea's like passed. That. Maybe it's gone. Maybe oh, it's... don't say that. I still love it. Yeah, okay. Um, iPhone, Apple in general, the end of the world. Um, so they've flatlined just a bit. So they haven't, they, they, well, everyone's crying, you know, blue murder because their growth has slowed. Suddenly they've, they've sold a phone to everyone in the world <laughs> many times over and, and now their growth has slowed. So everyone does pretty much says it's the end of Apple. And we'd we'd kind of stop. We've stopped covering. Yeah, like, this is the Radio Four thing again. It's past the test. Yeah, we'd, we'd stop covering the money things because it just it was getting ridiculous. How everybody was doing great apart from like you know BlackBerry and Nokia, and it was like just what's this is this there's nothing we're getting nothing out of this. The news in this one was that this is the biggest quarter that a company's ever seen. Yes, uh, and, the, and the most profits, eighteen point four billion pounds worth of profit just in three months. Yeah, the news stories was all about how badly. It but because done. because it's flatlined, so yeah. you know, I think they sold in the same period last year. And sorry, in twenty fourteen, seventy four point four six million. This then or last year it was it was seventy four point eight. So not million billion. No million phones. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so that's plateaued, and what they're predicting is that by the way, it's going to start to shrink. And people are like, the end is nigh. And yeah. it's like, it's not the end is nigh, but the iPhones are, are flatlined and they are the profits. I mean, it's two thirds of their revenue is from the iPhone. So it is a big ticket item. And the iPads has actually dropped quite a bit as well. It's quite so a nice, you know, it's quite a nice cash cow to have the iPhone though. Like every, oh. every, every two years or whatever, every year releasing a new model and suddenly having that injection of cash. Okay. Their growth may have slowed, um, but, but nevertheless, the, it's a nice cash cow to have coming in. Yes. And and so so Mac slipped a little bit and people were like, Oh and uh, and iPad slipped quite a bit, you know. So they've they've basically for the last two years every quarter have dropped more and more. Yeah. Um, but again, that's more of a Mackey bigger purchase. It's not uh every year, every two years. That's maybe even every three or four for some people. Every every product, every device, every you know, market will see a reduction in growth. 
the fact that they're still, you know, it's not just, it's not a fall off. And okay, they're saying they're, they're predicting a fall off, but say, I, I'm, I don't think I'd be that worried if I was a shareholder, but no, it's just people who came in too late. They've missed the rush and they still want to see big returns, but they're not going to get those. It's just yes. a safe bet. And I mean, so it looks like the watch and the Apple TV did well before Christmas, which is probably makes sense. It's yep. kind of that kind of gifty type thing. You know, the Apple TV is cheap enough to be gifty, and the watch is, you know, quite a nice gift to get. Yep. Well, to buy then, by yourself, and that's probably how most of them got sold. Yeah. By myself, um, my Christmas present. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've bought myself a watch. Yeah. But the but the weird one was they actually they actually talked about VR and says, oh, that's not a niche market, and that's something we could. You know, that's that's um... lots of people are ho- hooking onto VR at the moment. Um, yes, because no- that's how Nokia are trying to make their money now. They they're coming out to market with the first commercially viable um, VR cameras, so that they've moved to this this module, which they hope that I think it's it costs a lot of money, it's like sixty thousand dollars for this thing, but it's it's got everything built in that, that a filmmaker might want. So um, it's quite a clever direction. But that's where Nokia have gone. And we've even seen is it is it is it's not Rico. I'm trying to remember who else has done it. It's like a little four hundred quid three sixty camera, okay. um, and it actually works really well. And what they're saying is you can spew that out, stick your Oculus on, and move around the video. Yeah, and YouTube are supporting it, so you're now getting people saying actually three sixty videos are actually going to be a thing. Yeah, there's, there's enough technology. There's enough that they've got it down to that price point that this year when we do actually get headsets, you know, whether it's Oculus or or the yeah, you know, HTCs or whether it's a PlayStation, there's going to be actually quite a bit of content kicking around. So it is, it is exciting times. So yeah. maybe they're just looking at it that, that, yeah, maybe we need to be there. Maybe the phone needs to do something. I don't quite know. So um, Apple also bit, fixed a bug, fixed a bug, <laughs> fixed a bug in Safari. So they basically had an update overnight one night <laughs> and uh, the suggestions data got corrupted and it crashed the browser every time you typed in anything did you see this no I this is mental I, I saw it in, well even in the, so on the phone or ipad so it was happening it was happening on in ios but also on the mac and um so i didn't try it on the mac because it happened when i was at work but i got the phone out and just started typing search boom crash yeah and it was like this is worldwide this is like every ios device and every mac it's, it's kind of a short site <laughs> whoever did, whichever engineer did that update patch uh, i don't think it's going to be there much longer I liked them. Um, so there was um, Steve, Steve, whatever his name is, Steve Trouton Smith, who is a well-known Mac developer and always hacks things first and talks a lot about iOS and Macs. Um, and all he said, apparently Safari has literally stopped working for half the world. A plus engineering. <laughs> <laughs> Not only has Safari been killed out in, in, in OS 10, but it affects every iOS device too. <laughs> anyway, if you're still suffering from this, you need to go clear out your cache, and that should then solve the problem. Because they, how they many people a know you go and clear a cache? But that's it's nonsense. Yeah, no. Um, Spotify is going to be adding video into its app, um, starting with um, phones and Android users. Um, talking about TV clips or video clips, which <laughs> I'm not sure I'm really that fussed about having a video clip in spotify i I don't mind seeing videos and tv shows but i'm not sure about clips no it it seems a bit seems a bit weird Um, they're talking about having bbc content comedy central content ted content so yeah they're they're fine you can clipify them but you know maybe this is you know the the way they're gonna expand into that market but i guess it's a big streaming uh, overhead 
um, which then you know I know they're used to streaming music, but it's quite a big difference between music stream and a, a, a video yeah. stream. It's like I was doing the audio podcast and saying, let's do video. It's like, oh, no. You well, know, everything... We would never suffer that. We'd never no. inflict that on on everyone else. No, but even just the kind of edit and the data, sure. you know, storage, everything just goes, you know, 10 to 20 times higher. Yeah. You know, and so that, I, I just don't know. I mean, it was that the, the kind of, the, they made a bit of a splash this week. And I was like, I, I don't see that being compelling for anybody, to be honest. I, I didn't. But again, I think it's maybe the first step, you know, is Spotify going to try and be the, a Netflixy type, you know, provider? Yeah, maybe. maybe they will. Maybe they will. I, and also that, I mean, there was like, there was a, right at the bottom of the article as an added sweetener for users. Videos will not be showing adverts at launch, yeah. so maybe it's just another way of getting <laughs> just a bit more money and revenue. Yeah. Sky Q, um, they've been long touting this. This is their sort of next gen. Uh, TV platform for your home, and they've now announced pricing uh, and release dates. So they're starting for Sky broadband customers uh, on 9th of February. Uh, they say shortly after for for other providers. Um, but basically, it's going to be a 99 pound upgrade fee and about a 12 pound bump in your monthly package cost. Roughly speaking. Yes. That's, not, that's cheaper than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Yeah, because they kept on saying there was a lot of talk last year about people were worried about the price not being revealed. And then yes. even the previews earlier this week, there was people saying, oh, we're really worried that they've previewed all this and not shown the price. This makes me think it's a lot higher than we're expecting. But it's kind of around about what they've done before. Sky was original, then Sky Plus came out for that 10 quid yes. surcharge. Multi HD, yeah, multi-room. We're all £10 surcharges, so it seems to be around a £12 hike. Um, but there's no there's no 4K at the moment, so 4K is later in the year. No, but it is. You know, the boxes are all specced to receive that. So the and 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 the the silver box does look uh, you know intriguing proposition. You can now chat record four channels. You can stream two to uh, stream two um, like con- bits of content to other places around the house. So multi room is no longer a thing really because you can have um you can have it streamed to devices and they've also got the little hubs that you can actually have in another room that will receive that stream of content you can actually play the, the recorded content off of another box so um so for actually for some people who are you know fully up on their package costs uh, and and have got multi room and things like that actually this will end up being cheaper for them um by by a small amount but yeah. nevertheless their actual bill will go down yes that's what they're saying there's there's some there's, they've done like packages like sky q silver is seemingly only one pound fifty more um once you've paid the installation cost and there's other ones where um it's actually slightly less and also if you pay for the maintenance package you're now getting that for free yeah so, so they're I'll, saying this is all built in now to the cost is of yes. having a, a you know a, a supported uh, dedicated support queue and and people coming out to fix stuff so i i because I, I was just about to like, right, let's kill sports, let's kill movies, let's go Netflix, let's do all these different things. And I was like, hmm, let's just let this launch and and then see what see what the I, deals are. I don't do any of that anyway, but you know, I do think to myself, well, I've just I stopped BT Sports and maybe I'm going to get that free through you know um, T-Mobile now and then, um, you know, do I want to do? Yeah, I'm tempted. I'm tempted. I am tempted. But another twelve pounds, still a hundred and you know, fifty odd quid a year more at plus the ninety nine quid, and that's still a lot of money. Still a lot of money for is, effectively Sky now costs you, you know, five hundred pounds a year plus. Tell it's a thousand for me. Well, yeah, because you've got the Sky and the, the sports yeah. and the movies, but the minimum price now, whereas it used to be around, it wasn't that long ago when I first started. I think they were doing packages for nineteen pounds a month. 
Yeah, so well, I was going to say it was from like sort of two hundred and ten yeah. to to, to five hundred pounds minimum. Yeah, I had my head that you could get it for three hundred, and you could probably get it cheaper. But that was in my that was a figure. Once you bought the box and you did whatever you had to do, it was like well, that's you know quid. And you thought, well, I'm getting lots for it, and then you get hooked into other things, and then you thought, well, if I'm getting movies in sport, I'm at I'm at fifty or fifty five, but you're now at like eighty, and it's yeah. like this is costing yeah, quite a bit. But it does look like a good. I I quite like the idea of this service. Um, it does look quite compelling. It's an up. It's a bump in specs, and they're kind of. It's a slight change in perspective of, you know, just having your recorded content, and you can you can share that anywhere around the house and store it to your devices to take with you as well. So it's almost like it's it's adding that kind of sling player um, vibe to to their skybox, which is the right thing to do, I think. I do like that because it's yeah. always it always frustrates me that that I can see the recordings, like I can fire yeah. up the, the Sky app on iOS and it tells me this is what's in your box, but I can't play it. Yeah. You know, I'd just love to just sit and play. And so at the moment, you'll still have to download them while you're on the same network as the... as the. So at home, you'll have to take them away with you rather than being able to watch them. But, you know, who knows? That might come. Streaming out might come. But even the, even the kind of convenience, you know, if I could fire up an iPad app, you know, and just wherever I am, rather than having to, you know switch the Sega box on and switch the TV on if I'm just, you know, sitting somewhere, like the toilet. <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying that. I was like, I may as well just come out with it. So I'm sitting, sitting in the go. pan. So yeah, I'm, like... I'm, I'm quite tempted, but I am at being an other provider. I don't know how long after the 9th of February it's going to be, but I shall be keeping an eye out with interest. Yeah, as well, because they're saying you can order from 9th and they reckon the installs will start at the end of the month. And I'm almost tempted, like, I want people to maybe go and try the box because they've not been the best some of their no, their, their version buggy. twos are very always, well, nearly always, much much better. Yes, so it might be a kind of wait and see and just let 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 it all. How's it all going? But you'd have thought, yeah, they're, they're, you're you're right. There's no particular hurry, is there? But yeah, I I like the idea of it. I'm quite captivated by it. So there we go. The end of the news. So that's the end of our podcast. Unless you got a pick, have you got a pick. I kind of probably do. Kind of probably do. Okay. Kind of um, probably sell us. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, as you know i'm quite weather obsessed mm. uh, yeah you're still in one piece you haven't been blown away today uh i've always i, I get soaked and it was a mess this morning it was just an absolute disgrace how bad it was this morning um but no my work my work had a bit of damage that i had to report when i got in because it was like that the roof's making a noise that i don't recognize <laughs> <laughs> and and there was bits on the roof that when I had a look, it was like, no, I do not recognise those. I know yeah. there's a loose pipe, just kind of like wobbling around. Yeah, um, weather. Uh, there's a little app um, that came out for Mac. I don't know when it came out, but I've only just picked it up this week. And it's called Forecast Bar. Um, so this uses the same data that um, Dark Sky uses. So it's using mm-hmm. the Forecast.io data. Yep. Um, and it and it's really simple shows you for the next five days shows you hourly um weather i think it's about five or six pounds not not too expensive if you want more than hourly so if you want to then say just say you're looking for um i'm just trying to go and have a look at it just now yeah so update frequency is one hour if i wanted to go to 30 minutes then it's an in-app purchase for 14.99 um so that's how they're making a little bit more of money mm-hmm. on it they're saying if you're looking for more detail than this then um, 30 minute updates is 7.99, 15 minute updates is 14.99, 10 minute updates 22.99. So if you're looking for that immediacy of, and the whole point of the forecast forecast IO data set is that whole it's going to start raining in three minutes, it's going to stop raining in 17 minutes. I'd say the so, only thing about that is how are they how are they different from just visiting the forecast IO site? They're not. It's just convenience. 
It's, yeah. it's purely convenience. It's in my. It's but I don't in know my... how. I don't. Yeah, and that's fine. But I don't know how twenty quid is good convenience. It's quite. You know. I know, but it's you for life. You know. So yeah. if you're going to, if, if I'm going to use this for the next five six years, so at the moment it's just got a little tells me temperature, um, tells me it's windy. Thanks very much, <laughs> and um, I didn't hadn't realised. Um, and in ten minutes' time, it's going to be still rainy and windy. Uh, well, maybe you do not know that. Maybe we're clearing up. <laughs> um, and there's got the little radars and stuff like that. So yeah. actually, I've, I've kind of wanted something, and I know you can get weather notification, but it's always a it was always a bit of a hassle to get there. Yeah. This is just that takes all those problems away. I, I know, and, and it's first of all problems, but I do like sure. my weather. You're allowed to. Thanks. It's okay. Okay. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> right. Uh, thank you very much for listening to us. You can find out more about what we do and who we are, digitaloutbox.com. Um, info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to talk to us via email. And you can on Twitter as well to digitaloutbox. And I'm on Twitter as Cheesy UK. And my racing stuff is academyracer.co.uk. There's a preview of the upcoming Caterham Motorsport season on there at the moment. Uh, Ian, where can we find you? My blog is iand.net. I'm on Twitter, Sweeper, and I'm just really just reading an amazing stat. Now we talk about like companies buying, spending lots of money, and Apple never usually seemed to do that that yep. much. In the last quarter, they spent six billion dollars in acquisitions. Okay, of their two hundred and thirty billion that they've got in cash. So obviously, and, and I know there's some stuff around. I think they've just bought some VR and AR kind of companies, but clearly they they must be doing something around the They'd, car. There's a thousand people seemingly working on the car. Yeah. Can they do it? Can they? Can they change our? Don't buy they... version one. <laughs> you won't have an app store, that's for sure. All right. On that note, we shall talk to you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Right, to the halo?